Good morning on this Sunday morning, and welcome to our devotional, Golden Nuggets, Food for Thought and for the Imagination. For those of you joining us possibly for the first time, uh, this is actually our 700th episode. We have not erased or deleted a single one, so anybody that wants to go back to the very beginning two years ago, 700 days ago, the teachings are all in order according to date. The only 25 days that are actually missing out of the entire period of time is when I had COVID. I was sick for 25 days. I couldn't get up and do the teachings, but with the Lord's help and with the triumph that he gave us, we're able to get back on track. Thank you once again for joining us, making this possible. If you enjoyed them, you can always re-listen to the teachings or re-listen the teachings by just going back and following, if you can remember the date. Most of them are titled. Uh, they all follow a series, whether it's uh, uh, God's provision, whether it's God's name, uh, something like that. It'll say on the title, and it'll actually go on for a while. But uh, for everyone else, thank you for joining. And today we want to continue talking in the book of 2 Kings in chapter 4, the Shunammite woman who was of age, who was also very wealthy, was very well known. And uh, the prophet Elijah would pass by in either going or coming through the area where she lived and she perceived that he was a holy man. How exactly she perceived that, we are not told. We're not told if it was because of the clothes he was wearing, or because of the way that he spoke, or possibly maybe just simply the way he walked. But whatever this woman saw, it made her consider this man, and then talk to her husband concerning him. And then she invited him to come and eat. And of course, uh, the prophet had his servant Gehazi with him. And eventually they decided to build a little uh, room for him there on the wall. It could have been either the wall of the house or the wall of something. And uh, it was something simple that just had a little table, a stool to sit on, a, a lamp and a bed. That was it. Nothing fancy, nothing uh, exotic or uh, uh, luxurious. Just something that was of a basic necessity. Now, the prophet was grateful for what this woman had done. Whether God had put it in her heart to begin with or she chose uh, of her own free will, uh, will to do this, we're not told. But... She, she simply, because of who she was, did what she did. So starting in 2 Kings chapter number, 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 13. And the prophet, he said unto, unto his servant, Say now unto her, Behold, thou hast been very careful, very reverent, very uh, thoughtful, uh, fearing, uh, in making sure that we are provided for us with all of this care. What is to be done for thee? 
Now, some would assume that the prophet was too high up and mighty to talk to this woman, but it's not. But she, but uh, uh, he wasn't, and he did talk to her in, in the very beginning. So, the scripture says, uh, "What shall be done for thee? Do you want me to talk to the king for you, or to the captain of the armies?" And she answered, I dwell among my own people. We have to understand here, this is actually a very humbling or a very humble answer that she replied to the prophet. Nowadays, if you were to ask somebody uh, something like that, what, in other words, knowing that you have a capability of doing uh, a pretty good amount of, of whatever you can, they would say, oh, well, I would like to, you know, this or I would like that. But this woman said, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. Uh, I dwell among my own people. They know me. I know them. I, I don't need to, to see the king. I, I don't need to talk to the king. I don't need to ask the king anything. Uh, I, I don't need to talk to the captain of the, of the army. I, I, I don't need extra protection. Uh, we are very well uh, off here. In, in other words... It was a very simple, humbling answer that she just provided. And uh, the scripture says in verse number 14, And he said, What then is to be done for her? He is asking uh, now Gehazi. And Gehazi answered, Verily she has no child, and her husband is old. Now, of course, Elijah would have been uh, wise to the fact that the husband was old. By now, he would have seen that there was no child around unless the child was grown up and, you know, away from home uh, or, or it was a son or a daughter. But it just simply says, what, what, can be, what can we do? He's asking his servant. And the servant simply answers, well, she doesn't have a child and... Uh, her husband is old. Now, can you imagine if the prophet had asked Gehazi, what do you want me to do for you? Well, we can actually see in chapter 5 one of the problems and troubles that he got into. But yet he asked his servant to ask this woman. And then he asked him, what do you think we should do? And in verse 15, he said, the prophet, call her. And when he had called her, she stood at the door and he said, About this season, according to the time of life, thou shalt embrace a son. And she said, Nay, my Lord, thou man of God, do not lie unto thy handmaiden, either she understood that this was not possible because her husband was old or maybe because she was up in age also. We are not given clarity as to which of the two or if anything uh, was taking place. But this is also the words that were given to Abraham and to Sarah that about this season, in other words, according to the time of life, meaning the, the, the birth cycle 
uh, roughly in about uh, a year, uh, nine months to a year, uh, you're going to be embracing a son. So he tells her exactly what she is going to have, a baby boy. And he said, about this season, according to the time of life, thou shalt embrace a son. And of course, she says, no, in, in other words, that's not possible. Uh, thou man of God, don't lie to me. And the woman conceived and bare a son. So we know that at least uh, roughly nine months to a year has lapsed by uh, before this. Uh, bear a son at the, that season that Elijah said unto her according to the time of life. Now several things we have to look at here. The prophet had to be given a word of knowledge and a word of wisdom as to what was going to happen. God had to let him know exactly. In other words, he just didn't pop up and say, oh, okay, you know, you're going to have a baby. And then, of course, it doesn't happen. But he actually, through the work of the Spirit in his life, the Holy Spirit, he was able to identify exactly what it was that he was going to be saying to her. And that is exactly what happened. Now remember, we're already nine months or a year into the story. While the child, in verse 18, it says, And when the child was grown, it doesn't say how old he is, but think about this. When the child was grown, the prophet was still passing and going by through those areas to the point that the woman knew exactly where he was or where he would be on a certain day uh, of the week or a certain day of the month, whether it was some special feast that Israel kept or celebrated, but she was aware of it. Now, you have to remember this woman was living in the land that was given to the tribe of Ishakar. So it wasn't like uh, right next to Jerusalem where, where they could go and, 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 and come back. And, but she was living in the area of the tribe of Ishakar. Now remember also the tribe of Ishakar is the one that had those men that understood the times. They understood the seasons they understood what God was doing uh, or what God was going to do. So uh, that's, that's interesting in itself just to consider that. But the woman conceived. So that means that the empty womb that had been empty for X number of years was now filled with a child to be born. She conceived. That was the very first thing. And many people don't understand that in the realm of the Spirit, we, by faith, must conceive within our own spirits the very thing that we are believing for. It is by faith that we receive the seed of the Word of God into our hearts when we hear the Gospel preach, and that the conception of that seed in us results in the new birth. It results in being uh, uh, what we would, we would religiously call being recreated or born again. 
The result of that was because the seed, according to the book of 1 Peter, in chapter 1, verse 23 onward, it, the word of God was planted. And uh, we desire, when you get to chapter 2, it says desire uh, as, as, as children, uh, the sincere word of the or the milk of the word, so that we can grow thereby. So there is the conception that is implanted in us through the word of God. And of course, once that takes place, then the natural process uh, of time, according to the seasons, takes place. But in God's process of time, things are very different. It could be days, weeks, months, or even years from the time that something is conceived in us before the thing is actually brought completely to light again. So the child was grown, and it fell on a day, just like the very thing when the prophet was uh, first entering into the area where uh, the woman was at, where it, it came to be on a certain day, uh, in 2 Kings 4, 8, it fell on a day that Elijah passed by. And when he was passing by, well, of course, that's when uh, the Shemanite woman asked him if he wanted to come in and, and eat. And then, of course, then from there, the little house or the little uh, room was built on, on the wall. And then, of course, the story developed as to God's blessing and God's reward. But sometimes, as we learned with the first widow woman that had died, the, her son had died, uh, she accused the man of God, have you uh, come to remind me of my sin? I mean, are, are, you, are you bringing this up now? Is this the reason all of this has taken place? Of course, she not fully understanding what was going on. But it happened to be that this child had to be old enough to be able to go to wherever the father was working and with the reapers and also probably be able to come home. So it, it, the, the child had already uh, gone through a number of years. So it says in verse 18, So when the child was grown, it fell on a day that he went out to his father to the reapers. It had to be a day that was hot because the description of the illness that the boy got or what happened to him sounds like that of heat stroke or sunstroke where he was out and he says in verse 19, he said unto his father, my head, my head. And he said to the lad, carry him to his mother. So something happened to the boy. Uh, whether it was something from the, the sun, uh, walking, uh, dehydrated, we're not told. But it was serious enough that the little boy died. Nothing like God giving you a miracle and then watching that miracle die before you. Well, we've run out of time. Consider this. Food for thought and for the imagination. Join us again tomorrow on Monday with the Lord's help. And uh, that'll be our 701st uh, episode. Until then, keep looking up. Our redemption draweth near. The Lord richly bless you. Amen.